Welcome to Talking Travel on 2NURFM. Greg Richard joined by Sally Lucas. Great to see you back, Sally. Hi, Greg. Is this our first occasion together or have we done this before? I think we've done it before. Okay. It might have been a while ago. I had the same conversation with Dennis. Oh, no, trying to remember. Wasn't quite sure. I I think COVID fog has put everything out of perspective. Possibly. It could have been two weeks ago, (laughs) two years ago. Who knows? (laughs) Probably two years ago, actually. Now, we're offering a bit of an Arctic adventure today. Yeah, Arctic, Antarctic and, and a bit of Oz as well. Oh, excellent. It's talking travel on 2 RFM. Winter's gone behind us, but we've decided to go to Antarctica today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think everyone will like me for that. Well, they, they're probably just ready to get rid of winter, and I'm going to talk about the coldest, windiest, driest place on Earth. Well, we've still got our jackets out, so that's amazing. Yeah, you haven't put them away yet, have no, you? Not no, at all. got the puffers out. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, Antarctica, the reason I decided to talk about it today, number one, it's still on my top list of things that I've ever done, which is spectacular. And I couldn't believe that this year it'll be 19 years since the three of us went down to Antarctica. And back in those days, we didn't have much choice of vessels. Like, you only had little small Russian icebreakers. Like, our little oh, right our little girl was only 9,500 tonnes. Can you imagine how small that is compared to ships today and yeah, had yeah. 54 passengers? So we've come a long way and... Um, talking about it because there are these new vessels now but they they have been built ecologically and specifically so they've got this new bow on them which is very different to a bow of a normal ship which has less impact when it's going down there on the you know the fragile ecosystems that are in places like the um, Antarctic and Arctic of course as well and one of the ships is called the Greg Mortimer and of course Greg is our well, very accomplished adventurer and mountaineer. He's done all those major seven peaks. He's climbed, you know, peaks in Antarctica. He's done everything. And so when they decided to build the new vessel, he started this company called Aurora Expeditions and then he eventually moved on. But they, it was a tribute to him because yep. it, it's an Australian-owned and run company, which is, which is fantastic to have this wonderful new vessel. They even have a system of anchoring where it doesn't damage the ocean floor. It sort of hovers. So, oh, okay. so it's, it's very interesting. But if you've never been to the Antarctic and it is on your bucket list, I mean, it'll just stay with you for the rest of your life because every iceberg has a different shape and a different hue or colour and they tend to be be blue almost. Oh, right, so they're not white as you think they are. No, not all just white. And the shapes and and, and the pristine-ness, if that's a word, of the whole thing. (laughs) And just being there to share it with wildlife that is just, you know, it's home to penguins, seals porpoises and dolphins. A porpoise is different to a dolphin. It's a bit smaller um, and it's a bit more related to the whale. Okay. Um, and then you've got seabirds, a plethora of seabirds of course, yep. and, a, and a mass of krill which of course all these sea animals, well, a lot of the sea animals feed off. The Arctic of course, you've got your polar bears, you've got your musk ox, arctic fox, arctic hare, reindeers, birds, whales and seals. So, And you get, do get some greenery in some of these Arctic areas, whereas you don't get that. The Antarctic is just ice and snow. Okay, that's that's, it. That's it, nothing else. Ice, (laughs) snow, water. But absolutely mind-blowingly beautiful. And you feel... Well, you feel privileged, number one, but you feel overwhelmed because, you know, I explained once when I was with Jane that we, one of the bays we were in and um, Paradise Bay on Christmas Day was, and it got so warm ashore that day, I was stripped down to my thermals on top, you know, and had taken all the hours tied around my yep. waist, got back on the ship and it snowed and was freezing that afternoon. It was just amazing. And there were 13 glaciers spilling down into this one bay. Yeah, Wow. That you, you just your mind's blown oh. away. 
you know, if it's something you've really wanted to do, it does book out a long way ahead, Greg. Um, and some of these ships, again, are they're trying to make them, some of them are larger, but a lot of them are now trying to make these more like expedition ships where you're taking a smaller amount of people. That way yep. they can get you ashore all at once. They've got enough Zodiacs that everyone you know, gets ashore at the yeah. same time, so there's not this delay which you would get with larger vessels. And I think it's much nicer travelling on a smaller vessel anyway. Um, so this vessel, and there's another one as well called the Sylvia Earl, who's named after another uh, well-known lady in her field, a doctor. And they only take like 130, 140 passengers. So it's it's very personal. On the ship they have like a photographer on every one, a, a qualified person will help you take the best photos. Oh, good. You know, have all these lecturers, yep. you know, for everything is that you're learning so it's not you know you're not going to go to do casino and all that you're going there to learn about the antarctic and immerse yourself yep. on what's there anyway if anyone is interested by the way um next wednesday there is an information evening on in town on antarctica if anyone who's thinking of going and would like to go to that you can call our office for details uh, you know if they, if they would like to go along they have limited numbers so we've got a obviously RSVP and, um, you know, but anyway, yep. if anyone's interested, we'll just give them that first-hand information from people that have been down there and done it. I mean, I know I've been down there, but it was still 19 That's years nice. ago. So, I mean, not that it's probably changed. It hasn't changed a whole lot, but... <laughs> but, I mean, the, well, yeah. the ice is breaking off a bit more, I suppose. Well, it's a bit smaller. Yeah, well, there's a few more icebergs. But, yeah, but also, you know, you consider the Arctic as another alternative because, again, you're going to see entirely different sort of types of animal and bird life there. But you are getting that mix, as I said. You are going to still see greenery as well as ice and snow. So they are different, but they're both stunningly beautiful. Excellent. Also, those smaller groups as well, you have to be a lot easier mm. because with those big groups, you just feel as though you're just ticking a box when you yeah. go through places. But the smaller group, it's more personal and people are telling you more. Oh, look, it, it, I, I firmly believe that and always have for a long, long time. Even though in my younger days, I did go on larger cruise ships for the fun element yeah. because I was young and single. But like nowadays, <laughs> I like to, well, I'm older and married, but yes, but, but I do like to go in small groups with anything that I do, actually, because yeah. I do think you get a lot more out of that, a lot more feedback. You can have more interaction yourself because there's not as many people. Yeah. So I think it's definitely the, the way of travel in the future and I think because of COVID now even more so that people don't necessarily want to go with a big crowd yeah you know they're happier to be in a small, small group, group. Mm. right yeah the Antarctic Excellent. Antarctic yeah next well we'll come back to us somewhere a little bit warmer outback <laughs> Australia slightly warmer yes we are to go in the Antarctic we've just been to but yeah this is some wonderful itineraries I'm looking at in this brochure really that again a small group um, they've got specific built Mercedes-Benz coaches and they only take 12 to 16. Okay, yep. So you've all got massive amount of leg room. Everyone has, you know, plenty of space around them, which is a great way of travelling. They're obviously four-wheel drive type, you know, Mercedes-Benz yep. small buses. And they take you some absolutely superb parts of Australia. The other part I wax lyrical about, of course, is the Kimberley and having done the cruise from Broome to Darwin. It's spectacular. These are basically, though, we're talking land-based journeys, not, not sea-based journeys. Okay. So, but they do do the Kimberley and all that wonderful area right up into Kununurra and um, the Bungalow bungles etc which is just spectacular but that whole area is spectacular anyway they also go into Arnhem Land because not everyone does go into Arnhem Land you've got to have special permits to go in there and I haven't done Arnhem Land yet but I believe from what I've been told that the rock art in there is just second to none if you can get into Arnhem Land 
because you do have to go in, you know, as on a prepaid arranged yep. trip. Um, they do Queensland, Cape York Wilderness areas, all outback, long reach, where you've got, you know, that wonderful uh, centres out there in the outback and the dinosaur area, which they visit as well. They do rail tours as well, including the Red Centre, um, the Territory, the Top End. But also what they've got, which I think is interesting... Um, other than what we just talked about, all these different tours, they stay at special lodges. Now, I was lucky enough to stay at one of these some years ago now. It's called Seven Spirit Bay, which is on the Coburg Peninsula, and you, you fly in from Darwin. And it is just the most beautiful place. And what they do, they have at the end of the day, they've got these massive rays, and they all come into the edge of the water... And they're just flapping around looking for food, and it's just, oh, wow. just a regular occurrence, you know. But then the other not so nice, nice thing, of course, is that they take you down there, or they used to, they mightn't anymore, with a piece of meat. And, oh no! <laughs> oh no! And you can stand on the end of the jetty, and a shark comes up. No way! And, and grabs it. I don't, I don't think I could do that. I went fishing one day, and I actually caught a, a shark. I've released it, yeah. but but wasn't wasn't big, big. I mean. Oh, right. So it wasn't uh, a great wider, I think. A bronze whaler. <laughs> a bronze whaler. But the Seven Spirit Bay, I mean, you have a three-night package there and they have these villas they call habitat villas. All your meals are included and you can even discuss with the chef what you'd like cooked. Like, it's so personalised. It's amazing. Oh, that's because it's not like a set menu every night. And... No, no. They'll cook whatever they get in fresh. So if someone's gone out fishing on a fishing charter for the day and come in with some magnificent fish, well, you'll say to them, would you like me to cook that right. for you tonight? Or, you know, so it's absolutely spectacular. If you've never done it, it's in a magnificent location just overlooking Coral Bay. There's only 24 villas there, which are just wonderful. It's uh, got a fully licensed restaurant, of course, lounge and bar, because the only way you can get in there is by, by air. Yep. And that's really wonderful. Now, the other ones you've got is the Barramundi Lodge, and it's um, in the Arnhem Land area that we've just talked about, mm-hmm. and it's got spectacular views as well, but you're, doing on, you're going up rivers there, so they take you up the rivers in Arnhem Land, and you can go fishing again there, because the fishing at the top end is you're just almost guaranteed. Yeah to catch fish. Um, and there's also some other ones in the Bungle Bungles, which we mentioned, which is just spectacular, Purnalulu National Park, as it's called. And you can stay in a beautiful lodge there. You've got El Cuestro, which is famous with its Emma Gorge, etc., which is near Kununurra, up that top end. And that's spectacular as well. So a lot of these places you can go and stay at these specific lodges. But if you're doing one of the tours, they'll be staying there as well. So you can either add on an additional where you might have a few nights at a lodge or incorporate it. So these are Outback Spirit Adventures and they've just got the most incredible range of itineraries into all our Outback areas of Australia. And we have such a a beautiful, spectacular country as I think we're all getting to know it a lot more since COVID. A lot of us have been doing a lot more travelling in our own country. So this is just another company. If you don't want to do it on your own and you haven't got the time to drive all the way from here, you can obviously fly to Broome or Darwin or somewhere, wherever it may be, Cairns, and, and pick up an Outback tour. And, you know, you'll just be spoilt rotten. You, you know, just about everything's it's included. You're not putting your hand in your pocket all the time. You know, so it's a wonderful way of, of travelling if, if you would like to do that. And again, sensing a little bit of a theme today. <laughs> everything's a little bit like they're not, they're not big places as well. No. They're all like small places. And yes. So yeah. it's not like, you're not like, in a, again, a good tour of like 200 people or something. There's no. Like, no. 24 people or something, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's an excellent way of travelling. And, and as I said to you earlier, I think that there's a lot more people. And there's another company called Australian Air Safaris, and they're doing just small planes, and they're only taking sometimes like eight 
to 10 people max and they're doing these private air safaris where they can get you right into the guts of where you want to go and see whether it be the Flinders Ranges or somewhere. So they're becoming even more popular as well now. People might only have a week that they can do something or they fly you direct. You're not going to an international or an airport, you know what I mean? You're going to a a secondary airport and you're just going direct to where you need to go. So there's that option as well available now with the air safari companies in Australia. So we've got a lot more options. So mm. COVID in one sense, even though we've hated it, has been giving us some extra ways of seeing our own country. It's kind of been a slight positive in some ways. Well, it's, yes, yes, not, a, a slight not, positive, yeah. yes. <laughs> like I said, it's talking to travel on to when you are fair. We'll check in some hot deals next. There certainly is, and there's too many of them. I think I'm going to run out of time today, Greg, but anyway, we'll we'll get started. Um, There's a 12-day Vietnam and Cambodia river cruise, which is departing January to March next year. There's savings on that of up to 3,600 per couple. Now, that's a big save, and it's on this brand-new vessel. You've all got your own balcony cabin to sit and watch the world go by. Cruising rivers, I think, is wonderful because they were the original roads we travelled on before we had roads. So rivers were the life of each country. I'm thinking of those big, like, boats going down the Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're they're big ones. Well, these aren't big. That must have been. These, again, we're back to small, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) We're back to small. Limited numbers. So you you start off in... um, in, um, Angkor around Siem Reap and you're doing a seven night beautiful cruise all the way down into Vietnam and you finish up in Ho-, Ho Chi Minh City. So yeah, that's great savings on that one. Now the other ones are Oceana Cruises. They're having what they call an uh, exclusive upgrade sale. So you can upgrade to a much higher cabin. Um, you've got a book by the 21st of September and you also get free prepaid gratuities, which is a good thing because yep. they can be quite expensive. And then you can choose from one free shore excursion, a free beverage package or a free shipboard credit um, but they also have on the board their vessels Oceana free internet free specialty restaurants so you don't have to pay extra to go to any of the specialty mm-hmm. restaurants room service 24 hours a day fitness classes etc etc so they've got a range of cruises all around the world like from all different parts of the world so not just in one specific area um, Rocky Mountain everyone loves going to Canada okay. to do the Rocky Mountains I think it's just you know if everyone who hasn't done it has probably thought they'd love to do it especially when you go in the dome glass dome top train and you can just see that wonderful view there's a savings on rocky mountain near lots of different packages there with savings of up to a thousand and eighty per couple if you book by 30 september and closer to home we've got lots of lovely little packages to our nearby pacific islands who've been doing it tough through covid and who are really now that they're open are anxious to have tourists back of course so fiji at the anchorage beach resort there's a package there that's uh, under twelve hundred dollars and that's seven nights accommodation and this is including your airfare as well and your transfers and your continental breakfast really so that is pretty good value for money i mean where would you i booked a hotel in sydney the other night to go to moulin rouge 450 bucks and that was the cheapest i could get for one night that's crazy. 1200 to go yeah. for seven nights. I might beat that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Cook Islands, I love. That's another one. Uh, the Club Raro, Raro Resort sorry, has got a seven-night package again with airfares with Air New Zealand. Uh, you're getting a tropical breakfast daily, two complimentary cocktails per booking. Um, you've got use of tennis courts and equipment, daily on-site cultural activities, etc. And that's only around... 1650 and you're flying a lot further Vanuatu again close to home Breakers Beach Resort now this is an adult only resort which is lovely and it's right on the water I've been there and inspected it I haven't stayed there yep. but it's, it's a, in a beautiful location again seven nights accommodation with a daily tropical breakfast an introductory scuba lesson if you so desire um, a welcome fruit cocktail on arrival a guided cultural tour of a local village a local 
cooking class. You've got complimentary use of stand-up paddle boards, snorkelling and kayak equipment, free Wi-Fi. And a bonus, you get a one-two course dinner and one cocktail per person during the stay as well. And that's only from around thirteen fifty. So wow. there's some great packages out there at the moment and even one to New Caledonia, which is if you can't afford to go to Paris, that's our closest <laughs> French destination where you can go and practice your French um, if you so desire. And there's five nights accommodation there at the Ramada Hotel and Suites and you're getting, again, um, different reduced rates and discounts, savings of up to 250 and a five-night package there is around 1500 So look, there's lots of good little things out there at the moment, no matter where you want to go. A lot of the cruise companies have got some early bird offers for the 2023-24. It's a matter of getting in early, Greg, as I've been mentioning on the radio, okay. because everything is booking out so far ahead now. Like We're not back to full capacity of all the airlines. A lot of them are still no. parked in deserts and yep. you know, they haven't got enough pilots. And So you really just can't think, oh, I'll, I'll go next month. The chances are yep. you won't. You won't get on. And or because you things might... are opening up again, everyone's jumping back on board yes. and going, okay. And sometimes like, the airfares will be at a premium. So yep. if you can book far enough ahead where you're going to get a reduced rate or a good deal, you know, try, try and just do a bit more planning. And with Japan, just briefly at the end of this, because we're still a bit confused about what they're doing there, you could only go in on a group tour. Well, they've changed that now as of 7th of September, but you can still, it's still a bit of a minefield. You can't just go in independently on your own. You still have to book your airfares, all your accommodation. Everything has to be still pre-booked, even if you're not on a group tour. Sure, okay. So you can't still just go in and wander around on a rail pass and do your own yeah. thing. Okay, so you don't have to have a guide, but you've got to have it pre-booked, and it can only be booked through the official Japanese That's tourist board. Um, so you'd have to check with your agent, you know, so that they will make sure, sure. That, that that's what you've got to do. And there's a special visa you have to get as well if you're going to do it not on a group tour, which costs about 300 bucks. So, yep. you know, a group tour is probably the better way to go at yep. the moment and, and wait a bit longer before the independent travel might get a bit more easier and freer. So if one word of advice today, plan, plan well, well, well far ahead. Please do, please, yes, because it's nothing worse than being disappointed. Exactly right, yeah, especially yeah. when you've been so excited for planning something. Yeah, for so yeah. long, yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, all, all more of that next week, we'll have plenty more. Cheers. Sally Lucas, thank you very much. We'll catch you again next Friday. Thanks, Greg.